Oh, hello there. If you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. Download the Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Look, any idiot can make a podcast. I am proof of that. Check out Anchor and find out more. The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network. Found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the latest edition of the SWN Podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. And I am joined on this occasion, hot off the heels from his debut, his in-ring debut. Uh, I'm joined by Evan Young. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's great to be here. I'm, I'm excited to have you on just because I got to see your first match. And uh, afterwards, it was just crazy. We'll get on to that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sure. Because otherwise, it'd be a weird podcast if we speak if we don't speak about it at all. Yeah. Um, but we'll do the first question. It's always the same, though. What got you to pro wrestling? What was the moment that got you hooked? So, me and my brother, uh, when we were growing up, we just kind of caught it on TV when it come on every now and then. But we were gifted by a friend the whole complete DVD set to WrestleMania 22, which to this day remains my favorite WrestleMania because I remember me and him sitting down and watching it. I just put it on, and the first thing that kind of caught my mind was the uh, Money in the Bank ladder match, which had like Ric Flair, Matt Hardy, Rob Van Dam, Bobby Lashley, all these kind of guys. And it was just mental. The match was crazy. And it's, I loved it. It got me hooked. And then there's other matches on there as well. There was like Mick Foley versus Edge in the No Holds Barred. That was just chef's kiss. That was great. Uh, Shawn Michaels versus Mr. McMahon is still one of my favorites in their kind of no rules match. Just Shawn bringing out a 20-foot ladder, setting it up. And he's like, yeah, I'm going to jump off it. And then the big elbow off the top, just through the table. Just mental. Um, it was a nice little slice of just... I mean, WrestleMania is supposed to be the culmination of all these things. But nowadays, really, it's it's uh, it's, it's how you grab your casual fan in. And it's supposed to be like a big slice of, of what WWE promotes. And I'm just getting the card in front of me now, just so I've got... Uh, because you're saying the matches, I'm thinking, that's, that surely was on other WrestleManias, but no, jeez. Yeah. I mean, there, there's some duds in there, but you got uh, the the triple threat, Rey Mysterio winning the title. and Oh, so good, so good. Uh, yeah, Edge Foley is probably one of my favourite matches of all time, so that's yeah. it's easy to one to remember. Uh, and of course, you got the full set, so that means you got Visceral winning a, a Battle Royal in, in the pre-show. I, d- oh. I do. I have the whole set here. Um the whole, because I found it, I searched for it, so it's kind of blurry with the thing. But I've got the whole set, and it just opens completely, like wide. We've got Mysterio in the box, three DVDs. There's a Hall of Fame disc, but I never really watched that because I didn't really understand, and I kind of found it boring. But I have obviously respect for the Hall of Fame now. But mm-hmm. yeah, DVD one, DVD two, just throw them both on when I was bored. I've watched this mania, God knows how many times, but. Yeah, just I forgot about the triple threat as well with Mysterio. Just 
just brilliant. Okay, so, not a bad year to get into 2006. Uh, but yeah, this, all of those sets, I used to get them every year. And of course, the WWE Network arrived. And uh, yeah. apparently, I'm a grown up now, so I shouldn't really be buying the DVDs when I can access them on the network. But I used to have, I've got. Unfortunately, they're they're in my parents' uh, loft. I've got about a pile of three hundred DVDs yeah. and all these WrestleManias, and uh, it was a good good time to just just find it in Tesco or and go. Oh yeah, we'll grab that. Yeah. Pretty quick. Buying that, buying that. Yeah, why not? Um, so WrestleMania twenty two thousand six uh, is, is when you kind of got into it. Then that's fine. I thought when when I asked you on, I had a fear that you were going to say, "Oh, my first match was going to be something from two thousand twelve or something." And I would be like. Mm-hmm. Oh God! Why? <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's a good year to get into it then. Um, so for for that was the one you watched and the matches that you enjoyed. But was there any particular wrestlers you're like, right, that's my guy now? Is it Rob Van Dam? Was it uh, Matt Hardy? Like you say, anyone particular? Uh, so the first person that was like my kind of guy to just watch all his matches was The Undertaker. Um, I think from watching WrestleMania 22, the casket match with Mark Henry. And I was just wondering, who is this guy? And he's just, he's really cool. So every time I'd end up watching kind of Raw or SmackDown with my brother, uh, as the weeks passed by, I'd always be looking for The Undertaker. And me and my brother would always be doing stupid stuff around the house, wrestling, trampoline. We always have the trampoline out and having matches. And I'd always try and be The Undertaker and stuff like that. So he was like the main one to me because I just loved the big choke slam and the tombstone pile driver. So sorry, I, I must also say my voice cracks every two seconds so i'm gonna have water to try and stop that but absolutely fine um, <laughs> so, i'm just trying to think so 2006 when you started watching loved undertaker 2007 was smackdown when they came to aberdeen so did you get to that at all i think i was i was it was either a smackdown or a raw when they came over and i have little to no memory of it but i have a little world heavyweight title thing that we got from that um but i remember i think taker was there there was mysterio he was there because he was like my next kind of big guy, because I just related to him, height and all that. So um, he was my next guy. But when we went there, I literally have, I have no memory of it, but I definitely remember being at one of them coming over in my younger years. Uh, for, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm first up a dark, and I don't remember <laughs> these. So yeah, 2007 was SmackDown, because the main event was... Uh, oh, now I've just, now I've just uh, back myself to talk around there. I was at uh, Undertaker, uh, Matt Hardy and Batista in the main event and they were against Finlay, MVP and the Great Kali because uh, I've got a picture of Hornswoggle and The Undertaker doing a I would say face off but you yeah, know it's not very yeah, no, yeah. Uh, 2008 was Raw 2009 was Smackdown and I think uh, they disappeared for a couple of years after that and came back not long ago mm-hmm. um, so yeah it's, it's 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 weird when you go to these shows and, and you see the like the big wrestlers the actual say actual wrestlers but the WWE guys um, it makes you go, oh my God, these guys are actually humongous. The ring yeah. doesn't really do them justice yeah. <laughs> when you're watching it. Um, so how did you go from... So I, when, you're, when you're wrestling trampoline, then you said you, you were an undertaker. Uh, was, did you have your own character? Did you do backyarding? Did you have your own character? Did you do e-fedding or anything like that? I, I never did, actually. Uh, disappointingly enough, I did never have my own character because we were just... I never, that never even crossed my mind when, I, when we were doing it. It was always just... Uh, okay, so today we're going to go out and trampoline, do whatever, and I was going to be The Undertaker, or I was going to be Rey Mysterio, or I was going to be John Cena, that sort of thing. Um, now that I think about it, I kind of wish I did come up with my own character, just for the memories and stuff like that, but no, it was always go out and be Triple H or be Undertaker, and 
the height difference between me and my brother is ridiculous. Like he's, he is taller than me. So to, for me to be Undertaker, then for him to be like Mysterio, it made no sense, but we did it anyway. And we somehow made it work. It was, it was weird, but yeah. Yes, yeah. I, I was always Jeff Hardy and ah. I, 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 I had no right to be <laughs> Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I was only Jeff Hardy because I would climb things. That was about mm. it. I, yeah, if it yeah. Ask me to jump off it. I'll be like, no, <laughs> not jumping off it. I'll <laughs> yeah. climb it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's, that's, that was the, the good old days. So, uh, so how did you go from that then to actually pursuing it? Did you go to WrestleZone shows beforehand? Did you go to uh, any particular indie shows uh, beforehand before you started training? So I did. Um, when I was watching wrestling growing up, I ended up taking like a few years break. It was like almost like I thought I'd grown out of it. So I missed all these kind of 2011, 2012, and I started getting back into it uh, around WrestleMania 31 time. So that's when I kind of, because I think I just caught a video on YouTube and I was like, I remember this WWE. So I was like, I'll check it out. And then I got hooked again on the build up to 31 with uh, Triple H and Sting. So that got me into it. And then throughout kind of 2015 um my dad knew i liked i got back into the wrestling so he wanted to uh come up with an idea to take me to live wrestling for the first time so he found WrestleZone, and we end up going to their show in ellen so ellen 2015 was my first uh time seeing WrestleZone, and i have an image of me somewhere like standing in front of the ring i looked petrified because it was like all new to me um but yeah it was a, it was a good experience and since 2015 i've been going to their shows ever since i've seen pretty much all the anarchies since then and yeah even when i was um training later on before i started staffing on the kind of last shows before covid hit um i was still going to wrestle shows just to support them and just to watch it because i loved it so yeah 2015 onwards WrestleZone. i've been watching I'm going to try and get the card for Wrestle Zone Ellen 2015 up while we're, we're trying. So when, when you saw, well, we've got it. Hey, we've got it here. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Ellen 2015 results. All right. Okay. That's not a bad card, actually. Uh, so what were your memories of, of it then? So this is your first time seeing wrestling outside of a WWE thing. So it's a little bit smaller. It's a little mm-hmm. bit more intimate, uh, a little bit brighter because they don't have, they're in charge of a dimmer. Uh, so what was, your, what was your first uh, thoughts of seeing uh, this kind of live indie wrestling. Well, I I absolutely loved it. Cause just everything about the atmosphere of just going to like a live show or something, and all the noises and the music and everything's kind of amplified. Um, one thing that did uh, catch me off guard is how noisy the ring is when people are taking bumps. Because that was the first thing I noticed is as soon as someone took a slam or something, how loud the ring actually is, and that was also just kind of a, a small detail, but it meant a lot. And it was like, yes, I like this. I like the whole the whole thing. So the card was good, getting to know the characters and stuff like that. Um, I remember being absolutely terrified when uh, Sterling Oil came out. And I think I got a look off of, it was either Damien or something like that. And it was just, he stared into my soul. And it, I, felt, I felt so panicky. And I also remember in the... Um, I think the main event was Scotty Swift versus Johnny Lyons when Johnny Lyons was a heel. And uh, Johnny came up to my dad and he said something and he just did a massive slap to his own chest, not my dad's chest, I must say. Um, yeah, he just, and then he just walked off and I was just thinking that was intense, but it was it was great. It was a lot of fun. So, yeah. Then you learn that that's just, that's just Johnny 24-7. It's just <laughs> yeah. intense. Yep, um, so, yeah. Cool. 
got the card in front of me. And yeah, so, you're right. Uh, Scotty Swift, John Lyons was the main event. Uh, a couple matches that caught my eye. It, it really is the core W3L, oh, Jesus, WrestleZone guys uh, that are at the show. It's got Mr. Patterson versus Aspen Faith, which I would have loved. I would have loved that match entirely. Two of my favourites. Uh, Alan Starling versus Blue Thunder. Christian Craig versus Damien. Caden Garrick versus Mr. Malice. And the Hot Shots versus the then Dogs of War. So, yeah, that's that's. if you're going to see WrestleZone, that's pretty much everyone you're going to see in some sort of combination yep. most yep. of the time. So yep. at least it gives you a good slice of it. Um, and that was it. That was that was you on the rest of the zone train. Uh, I was from, that from from that, after that show. I was just like, right, we need to go back and watch them all. I think the next one was maybe like a, a bigger one. I can't remember what the next kind of big show for them was. Don't know if it was like a Rumble Battle of the Nations, maybe something like that. But that seems familiar. Yeah, I don't yeah. I, again. I don't have that bit in front of me, but yeah, it, 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 that does seem familiar because Ellen usually was on run up to one of the one of the bigger shows, mm. uh, as far as I remember. So. Not to put you on the spot with saying who was your favourite in WrestleZone at that point, but who's your favourite? <laughs> no, I actually, I do have, I came prepared for this answer because before I went to Ellen uh, to watch the show, I looked up WrestleZone on YouTube because like, I just wanted to do more research and find out about them. So I wanted to see if they had anything on YouTube, which they did. Um, and I was watching these kind of, they do their three match Fridays uh, uploads and stuff like that. So I was watching a few matches and I was thinking to myself, this guy with the red hair looks pretty cool. I want to see this guy with the red hair live. So, of course, went to Ellen and Scotty Swift is in the main event. So, from then on, for a little bit, Scotty Swift was uh, my favourite WrestleZone star at the time. So, yeah. It, it, he's, he's just that guy that it, it, it just... When you see him... I mean, I've, I've been I've been going to shows for years now. Uh, 20, 2013 was my first, so not far behind you. I know I'm far, not that far ahead of you. Um, but, yeah, it's Scotty Swift, when you see him come out, you go... Ah, that's that's their guy. That's yeah. it. That's that's definitely the rest of his own guy. Uh, the red hair and and what have you. Um, so yes, that that that's a that's a pretty good um little point that we'll get to a little bit later on. That mm-hmm. that, that was your favorite when you started yeah. uh, watching these shows. Um, so before you actually went to go train them, what was your favorite kind of moments matches? Because you said you went to Anarchies and there was some that year's Anarchy was just incredible if i remember well they are every year but uh that year's anarchy was incredible is there any particular moments that you had that were like oh it's amazing just um getting to see anarchies were always my favorite because it's obviously the biggest kind of build up and the ballroom is one of my favorite places to be just to watch wrestling and stuff like that so getting to see all the people they'd bring over all the kind of xwwe guys was a big thing for me because i've you know first time seeing them and it was always such a big kind of starstruck idea of getting to see these boys so it's like when they brought over like carlito and uh they had hornswoggle and they had rikishi just seeing those kind of guys um do their thing with the wrestlezone guys was very fun to watch like i remember looking sharp against hornswoggle just that had me hooks because it's just amazing just great to laugh at and um yeah, just Anarchy matches. I think I remember 2018 Anarchy being my favourite. I'm trying to think. I think that was kind of like the last match of Sterling Oil because it was like Team WrestleZone versus uh, Sterling Oil. Yeah. And that was just like a big deal because it was like, obviously from the past years, Sterling Oil dominating, that kind of storyline. And then to finally see them go and stuff like that, it's just, it was good storytelling to me and I, I appreciate it, so... 
Yeah. That, that, that's the thing about seeing all these guys at Anarchy. Um, like you're, um, when you were saying when you started watching and you're saying you started to, if you, my first thought was Carlito, Chris Masters, and all that because that's that would have been um the guys you'd seen. Then they kind of cater for the the older crowd because the first one I went to was Billy Gunn and and Hacksaw Jim Duggan, mm-hmm. and I knew Hacksaw, but Billy Gunn was was my guy. It was yeah. one of my guys when I was growing up and be able to see him. And again, you don't don't appreciate how big they are on the TV until you beat them. You go, oh my God. Even, even yeah. guys like Chavo Guerrero, who's just broad and built. And I'm looking going, Jesus, you, you could you could batter me if you wanted yeah. to quite easily. <laughs> um, so yeah, meeting these guys, are you, are you, I know myself, I'm a very awkward person meeting people in general, especially wrestlers. Um, what 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 was your what was your reaction to seeing these guys you'd seen off the TV? Uh, were you were you quite chilled, were you, or were you just the big fanboy? Uh, I was I was the big fanboy, and one thing you will learn uh, kind of about myself, even though when I go out to wrestle and stuff like that, it's all kind of different because I kind of go into the wrestle mode. It just switches, especially it happens during training as well. When I'm doing training stuff, it just I kind of switch into this different person, almost just more amplified and all that. But like just normal casual me, very kind of awkward introverted and stuff like that so going to meet the wrestlers and stuff was always kind of a scary thing for me um but it was at the anarchy i did have a good moment with uh, chavo i did go to meet chavo and and all i wanted was just to say hi and then get a picture or whatever and then i think at the time i was kind of i just maybe started training a little bit and i'd spoken to him and that ended up turning into like this kind of five minute conversation and he was telling me about all this kind of stuff to do with wrestling and all the storytelling aspects and keeping people safe and all that. And meanwhile, my dad was like, okay, we got the photo and now he's just speaking to me. And a line started building up. <laughs> so my dad's looking around and he's trying not to, he's trying not to be like, like, oh, could be hurry this up because he wouldn't do that. But it's like almost like, yeah, he's just speaking to him and a line's building up and people are going to seem to get impatient. But he's like, no, no, I'm I'm gonna have a conversation with this boy and then and then we'll continue it. So that was like a, a special moment for me getting to speak to someone who's gone far and done a lot of amazing things in his career, just telling me about these little details in wrestling was a big deal for me personally. And I've met other people, like I got a picture of Carlito when he came, got a picture of Santino when he came, and that was just like a quick photo and that was, it was Mm -hmm. a done deal. But Chavo, and I also had a chat with Grado at the same anarchy, and he was giving me a little chat as well. We're talking about it and he said he started off at a similar age training stuff like that and he's like you know if you just keep working hard then you can go places so those two meetings meant a lot to me at the time yeah that's well I, I think it's because uh I've, I've, i think i spoke to martin about it in a previous episode but they, they just bring them in a day, day or two beforehand not even treating like kings but like they they cater for them and, and make them feel comfortable so when you do the meet and greets most of the time it is they'll come and have a good chat i'm out for chats with like harry kane and pack was a weird one because he, he looked Mm. furious in the picture and then once <laughs> the picture was taken he was just like smiling away and i'm like god you you're just you're bloody good at this aren't you yeah yeah <laughs> but uh, yeah it's, and then and then you get ones like santino was the same, same to me he was like quick picture bit of an awkward thing and then we move on I was like, that's fine that's yeah. that's all i'm here for really a picture yeah. and a hello I'm, I'm not here for a conversation uh but there's ones like uh, melina who i wasn't i wasn't there to go see i was there to see rikishi or or whoever and that was it uh, hurricane and and just move on and then she caught my eye 
I think she knew she did because she caught my eye and suddenly I was in the queue and I was like, how, how, did, how did I get here? How did I get in this queue? Oh, well, I'm here to meet Melina now. So. Yeah, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> but no, it's, it's, it's great to see that. So I'll, I'll go right into the questions because Callum sent me a bunch and ones I'm going to ask anyway, so I'll just give him the credit. Um, yep. So he's put, why train under the rest of his own lads? So what brought you to going, right, I'm enjoying watching this. I'm just going to try it. Yeah, so... After watching quite a few shows for like uh, one or two years, I did at one point start thinking to myself, I was like, you know what, I'd like to give this a go. I'd like to try this just to see how I'd kind of fare in it. Um, but at the time, they were only kind of offering uh, sessions like 16 and above. And at the time I was uh, 14. And I was thinking, I really have to wait two years to just even start training and stuff like that. Um, and just by fate, it just felt by fate. And it just like, kind of, the heavens opened up and the opportunity blessed itself. Uh, I looked on Facebook just by chance and they announced that they were starting to offer uh, youth classes to 14 and 15 year olds. So I saw that and I instantly knew that's it. I need to just go for it. Um, so I did and I signed up, messaged them. I was like, uh, I'm free to come in this date, this date. So we organized it and then I went in. And from there on, I've just been training with them. It's got obviously just I've been watching WrestleZone shows and they're most local to me. So I want to train with them and be a part of the WrestleZone team. And it was, yeah, that's kind of what got my foot in the door. I asked Martin at a show one time after they um, posted that notice of the 14, 15 year olds um, training sessions. So I went there, I asked Martin about it, and then he gave me the information I needed. And then from there on, I just kind of got my foot in the door and started training. So was it was it a big class when you started then, uh, or you thought it was just like yourself and maybe a couple others? The first session, I was panicking about it because it's like me just at the time, like little confidence. Um, so it's like, oh, I'm gonna have to go into this class and meet a bunch of people, and that was a thing. And then I turned up, and for the first session, it was just me, um, which shocked me. It was just me, um, but. After that, um, one or two more guys came in. Eventually, there was like four of us. So there was a it's kind of a small class, um, but there was a few of us guys and stuff training away. And then over time, it's just kind of broken down a little bit. Um, some people have gone to uh, do other things and all that. And I don't know what's going on with um, youth classes now because I'm just kind of in with the, the other guys, show guys and experienced people. So I'm doing that sort of thing. Um, but ended up just, I think, being two youth guys just doing things so uh yeah it wasn't as big as i anticipated because i anticipated like a class of maybe like 10 or so this was like kind of a big class but no the first the first session um it was just me just me rolling about learning the learning the basics which um was a shocker but it was also nice to kind of have that one session of a one-on-one because -on -one. Mm -hmm. it was yeah it was just good to get started with that and you say you're quite an awkward person uh, outside of being a wrestler kind of thing. Uh, when, when you came in, when you came in, you would have seen, I'm assuming it would have been Blue Thunder and Scotty Swift. That's where I just assume that everyone sees on their first day. Uh, was, was it weird seeing like, I've just watched you guys wrestle for years and now, I'm, now you're telling me what to do. And I suppose it's good. It was like an intensive thing. You were just there yourself. But was there a little bit of a starstruck bit of you going, oh, God, there there they are. 100%. Um, because I walked in through the door of the academy and it's just when you walk through the door, it's kind of like a, it's like a long little hallway, like straight to the ring room. And then there's like rooms off to the side. So open the door and um, the first person that greets me is none other than Scotty Swift. 
So I was thinking to myself, I am a massive fan of you and I've watched wrestles for years now and you're the first person to, to be talking to me. This is mental. So yeah, it was, there was definitely starstruck moments at the beginning because um, <clears throat> I saw all the guys and stuff. It's like, I have just seen you all on shows doing all these sorts of amazing matches and now I'm here to train with you. It's, it was mental, but yeah. And that was who took me for my first one-on-one -on -one session was Scotty Swift. So it was like a big deal to me because it's like I've really went from kind of fun to now training with the guys. So yeah, it was mental. It was mental. Uh, this this Scotty Swift character seems to be seems to be integral to your story. Uh, he does, yeah, yeah. <laughs> how right? I, I, it's going to sound like a weird question, but how odd does it see him without red hair? Because when I saw oh. him do a promo recently for for Halloween hijinks, and he didn't have his hair dyed, I looked at him and went, "That's not right. That's not right at all." Yeah, um, it was it was scary for me, really, to be honest with you. Uh, no, but like, so from when I started training, like he's always had red hair because obviously wrestlers when we'd be doing shows often, so he'd always have it dyed. It's just like okay, yeah. Um, so when COVID hit and stuff like that, um, I can't remember the first time I saw him without the red hair, but I definitely remember, uh, kind of like on a, a weekend or so, I went in to do some stuff at the academy, and he was there. And he just didn't have he just didn't have the red hair. And I was thinking to myself, that's just not right. It didn't look right at all. Um, it's like it was so weird because obviously watching for years and stuff like that and seeing him with the red hair, and that's his thing. But no, it was scary to me, to be honest with you. Very scary. Uh, it's, just, it's, it's so unsettling. Um, and, and it was, it's funny when I was spoken to him, and he, he was like, he, he was thinking about getting rid of it because because he was running out of the particular diet. I was like, yeah, no, yeah, dinner. Yeah. Like, <laughs> please don't, don't, right. don't, don't do it. Please. Wear a wig if you have to. Just, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so when you were hearing the ring and you're hearing it like that big springy noise, I'm assuming you were thinking growing up, going. I think it'd be that hard because it's springy, so it must bounce when you hit it. Yeah, yeah. And you said it was a, a bit of a shock to the system. Was that first bump like going, oh, it's not, it's not bouncy at all. This is yeah. not bouncy. A hundred percent. Because there's always that, people seem to have the idea as well that like the wrestling ring is like a, a trampoline. <laughs> it's really not. It's really not. Um, so when I first started off training, I spent a lot of time because there was a wall between the ring room and then there was just a room like with mats and stuff. So I spent um, a couple of months um, just in the mat room learning like rolls and uh, taking bumps and stuff on crash mats, just getting all the basics kind of to a T. And then eventually I remember getting the time to spend in the ring for the first time, which is also like a big deal to me because it's like, okay, I've done all this work in this kind of room filled with mats and learned all this kind of basic stuff. Now I kind of get to uh, progress the ring which is like the big deal for me so it's like I want to get into the ring so I remember going to the ring uh just kind of getting a feel for the ropes and stuff like that and then it was time to take my first bump in the ring in the center of the ring so I go and take my first back bump in the, in the center of the ring and I did the biggest mistake which you can do which is not make any noise when you take the bump because when you don't uh you wind yourself so my very first bump in the wrestling ring, I 100% winded myself. Um, just took it. I was like, yeah, this is not a trampoline at all. And then I was winded. So I laid there for a minute, just trying to get my breath back. So yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Contemplating the, the last uh, however long you've been on the mats going, you know, is this worth, is this worth doing? <laughs> yeah, it's like, <laughs> do I want to put myself through this? It's like, oh, but no, yeah. 
been that that a, I hear the ropes are particularly bad as well if you don't if you're not prepared to hit them and as someone who's a little bit like shorter uh suppose when it came to run the ropes i can't remember when i was watching your match now if, if you if you did it Rey mysterio style or if you were uh right to the top but what was it like adjusting to to run the ropes so um the training the training ropes for the so we have the training ring and the ropes for those are slightly different to the show ring ropes. So when you're getting used to the, the ropes in general, like when you first start off training, stuff like that, um, your back needs to get used to it. It's like playing the guitar. It's like your fingers get used to kind of the callus and kind of get used to the strings and stuff like that over time. It's the same with your back. So when you hit, start hitting the ropes for the first time, you'll get like these kind of rope marks on your back and it kind of hurts. It stings a little bit. And then over time, it just kind of your back just kind of gets used to it. And then all of a sudden, it's, you never feel it. Um, but with the show ring, the ropes are kind of slightly higher up. So I was getting some practice in kind of before the show started. Um, Cause I had to adjust cause I was so used to the training ones. So I was contemplating doing the Mysterio kind of middle rope instead of the top rope. Um, Cause when I first started with the show ring, it was kind of like up to like, I don't know what point, but it's like, this feels a little bit awkward. Um, but I think I did have the idea of kind of doing the Mysterio ropes during the match at Halloween. But with all that was going on and all the adrenaline pumping through my system, I was like, no. And I just somehow adjusted to the show ring ropes mm -hmm. during the match. And uh, yeah, so I was like everyone else, but the height difference definitely made it a bit kind of confusing for me. So I'm trying to think, did, did we have an interaction at a show before when you were in the crowd? I'm, I'm trying to think. We did. We did. We did. We, we did. did. We did. Yeah. I think you commented on, on my Twitter or something and I ended up coming up to you during a show. That that was it. I was trying to remember if it was yourself because I was like, I'm sure I've spoken to you before outside of this whole thing. Yeah, we 100% we have. That was at, that wasn't the Northern. It was either a, a Rumble or a Battle of Nations. I think it was the Rumble maybe. I can't remember. Um, but we did because yeah. when I was just like a fan and stuff, I was liking to be active on Twitter because obviously they like to uh, take as many photos as you want and post them and stuff like that. So I just be like... Uh, posting all the photos I'd taken from the night and stuff like that. And I'd be following WrestleZone and the wrestlers and Scottish Wrestling Network, stuff like that. And I do remember uh, we had that little that little talk at the Northern. I do remember that. that was I don't that, think, that, I don't think it was anything important, but it was mm. just like, I think it was just like, because I think you kept commenting on stuff and I was just like, give you like a thank you. And I'm a very awkward person anyway. So as you say, you're awkward like outside me too, of wrestling. So, yeah. so we were, it was a very big moment for at least two of us to go, hiya, hiya. Yeah. Yeah, right, cool. I'm gonna go. <laughs> yeah, I'll go in there. I, yeah. I remember. I remember when you said hi, and then um, you turned around to go back to your seat, and I was thinking, like, I just haven't said enough to it. I just haven't said enough because this is like me being awkward. This is how I get in my mind all the time with like social situations. Like, no, I need to say something else. So I remember that we spoke like very briefly about like the the podcast and stuff like that because I'd listened to a few. Yes, so that was it. So I did go. Yeah, <laughs> I like the podcast. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh yeah. I was that was when I was trying to do. I was trying to do it on my, like <laughs> do it on my own and just doing. I did a. a I was, it was Battle of Nations because I did a, a preview for it. That was it. Mm. I did a big history of WrestleZone and and what have you. Jeez, that was. I've I've still got <laughs> it. It's on Patreon somewhere. It's it's horrific. It's horrific. <laughs> listen to. So thank you for the compliment. It was not no, definitely not. <laughs> it's just like it was one of those uh, mind moments. I was like, I just I need to just say it. So I did, and I was like, I caught you as you're turning around. I was like, wait, hold on, hold on. I like the podcast. And so yeah, that's how I back down. I was like, 
that's a social win for me. I'll take that. I made, yeah, I made a social interaction at a wrestling show. I win. Let's that's, go. That, I'll take that as well because yeah, my, my social interactions are very limited. It should, even even after hijinks, I was hanging about speaking to folk uh, or just hanging about what other people were speaking to folk and I was like, right, we're leaving with them so I need to kind of <laughs> hang about with them. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I could see the wrestlers like behind the curtain just waiting for everyone to go so they could mm. tear down the ring. And I was looking at them going, I should say hello. I can't say hello. I'm just about to say hello. I'll just look away. I'll look. They see me. Look at them. I'll just look away. It's fine. Yeah, they won't know. Yeah. They won't know I've seen them. Uh, yeah, it's 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 weird. It's it's that's why I like doing this because at the end of it, we don't have the awkward ending. But I just I'll just hit end meeting and then we're done. So that, it's, yeah, it just it's makes nice. it so much easier. Yeah, it's, yeah, that's the best thing about the podcast. I'm I'm worried about when shows properly open back up and I might be expected to do like guests in my room. <laughs> Or going to visit them oh. and, and and speak to them in a say in a hotel room. That sounds so sketchy when I say it. Like, <laughs> yeah. but like just to so, like, interview them, I'm like, I don't want to. That just so it's like me. that's just it's like it's so scary. That's terrifying. Well, the thought of that to me is a bit scary. It's like, oh, but I I try and get through it as best I can. But yeah, no, these Zoom are these is, are Zoom is nice and safe. Zoom's nice, yeah. Uh, right. So you're <laughs> actually due to make your debut in 2020. Yep. So yep. this is the Regal Rumble. Uh, show that I wasn't due to go to until COVID started, and then the show I was going to got cancelled. I went, oh, I'll go to Regal Rumble, and then hours later, that got cancelled. So you're announced for the Rumble. Uh, a nice, easy, not easy, but it's a nice way to ease you into WrestleZone and get to interact with plenty of people. When did you find out that you were going to make your debut? Uh, so it was, I think, a, a couple of weeks before, um, before the show was set to go ahead. And I walked into training just as usual, um, getting ready to go. And who else but Scotty Swift? He just he turns up all the time. Uh, Scotty Swift. Uh, he's like, I grab a word with you in a minute. I grab a word with you uh, for a minute in the in the office. So immediately, me like panicking. I've like I've done something wrong, and I don't know what I've done, and I'm about to get in trouble. And I'm yeah. I was, oh, so I was like, okay, go through the office, sit down. I'm like, I'm just waiting for it. I'm just waiting for the you've done this sort of thing. But no, it's like uh, so. We're thinking about having you on the Rumble, uh, play as a spot in the Rumble, and just I didn't know how to process it to be honest with you. I just kind of sat there for a minute, the jaw dropped. Um, but yeah, no, I snapped myself back into it, and it's like, yeah, this is this is huge because getting told I, I was waiting for this moment because like I've been training for a while, I wasn't sure how long I'd have to be training before I could get an opportunity to get on the show. So when he sat me down, it's like, yeah, we're thinking about putting you on the Rumble. Um, that was a big deal to me. It was like m- that was massive. Um, I just didn't know how to process the information at the time because I was like, this is insane. Um, but yeah, from there it was excitement and just working as hard as I possibly could in the ring to get myself looking good and everything that I'm doing and just all that kind of stuff, getting in good uh fitness for it, all the cardio and stuff like that, and strengthening. So yeah, and then the world ended and that kind of cancelled it all unfortunately so it absolutely yeah. did but so was there any point was there a point so you must be training for a good was it two three years even by that point uh yeah. to, so was there ever a point where you thought this is never going to happen because i know so i was speaking to connor um malloy just a couple of days ago uh obviously so we, it's a week ago for anyone listening to the podcast but uh he, he was we were discussing saying it's at least a year before you even get thought of or even think about you're going to be in the ring at any point and that can cause a lot of people to drop out of training because they're just like, oh, this, I'm too, too much, it's not enough. We're not getting much back for going. 
and uh, and it could take years. So you're taking two up to three years, and you're you're just about to make your debut. Was there ever a point you're like, no, it's, I'm I don't think I'm ever gonna get any further. I think I'm just gonna kind of pack it in. Or were you always just, no, nah, that's it. I'm going training twice a week, once twice a week. I'm still gonna get there eventually. Uh, well, I think um late because like the whole time from late 2019 to all of 2020 was just like the worst time um but i think kind of then um i had a little doubt about it but like just training because since i had to do the uh, couple months uh, just in the kind of mat room uh doing all the kind of basics and stuff like that um i thought to myself that yes to get to the shows this must be a long process because I've got to get through this kind of section of training uh, and then I'll be good to start training in the ring. And I was thinking there's probably hundreds of thousands of things to learn in the ring uh, before I'm ready to go off to shows and stuff like that. Um, but I was so focused by the point that I got into training, uh, into the ring to do training, that I was just going like twice a week and it was like time was flying by. And then it came to the point where I was told like, yeah, you're going to be... Um, in the rumble so when it came to 2019 I, I don't know what happened i think my confidence just take a uh, took a little kind of hit uh but then that led to january 2020 where the christmas 2019 um i was surprised with tickets to the royal rumble 2020 and that kind of saved me a little bit that kind of got me back into the mindset of i want to do this because i've just seen where i could go and this is what i want to do especially Edge came out and that was, you should have seen me like, but that kind of, from that moment, and especially Drew winning the Rumble, I was thinking, yeah, no. And then when Drew won the Rumble and then I come back from America, back to training, and then not long after I get told I'm going to be in the Rumble, stuff like that. So I was like, okay, yeah, Man, I have to get going. It was like, this is it. This is it. And then COVID just snatched it. And then that was it. It was just, I was, yeah, 2020 um, happened. It's between between Scotty Swift and Fate. So you went to a rumble, then you come back and told that you're going to be in a rumble. It's like, how does it's like you you're, I, you're thinking that we have to wait two years to train, and then the Facebook pop message pops up saying that you can train. It's like exactly someone's telling me I need to do this. this. I know exactly. Yeah, it's mental. Uh, Royal Rumble 2020. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah. When Edge came out, I was I was I was the same. It's the, it's the closest I've come to waking up my wife. Because she doesn't watch the shows, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I stay up and watch them because mm. you know, big nerd. I was working from no, that's the one night a year. Generally, I would stay up, or maybe yeah. WrestleMania, uh, but then COVID hit, <clears> and I can just look like this. I can look like crap coming to work. It's great. Um, so Raw Rumble 2020, how how was that experience? I mean, seeing Edge, of course, seeing Drew win, amazing moments. But the whole going to a massive WWE show and and seeing all of it because the rumble out of all the pay-per-views i'd want to go to wwe it would rumble would be top of my list wrestlemania second yeah rumble, rumble yeah. first well it was it was completely insane because that's my first ever pay-per-view like first ever time going to a pay-per-view um because the only other events i've been to before uh, wwe wise was the one back in 2000 and whatever which i like, have no memory of and then they came over to aberdeen in 2017 um like not long after I started training and stuff like that. And that was a good experience just to see kind of like, I saw AJ Styles, I was a big fan of him at the time. So see him and all that. And then for the pay-per-view is a big jump mm -hmm. from, from that. Cause just the crowds like that. Uh, so 
I'm a big atmosphere guy. I love just the atmosphere of everything. So this was massive for me. And then we sat down, show started. I loved it. I just loved everything. Everything was so good. But when Edge came out, I, I, I jumped so high out of the seat and it was it was mental without I think about it. it's like there's a bunch of strangers around me obviously because how many people were there and I was almost like hugging I almost went over to an entire different section and hugged this boy me and this boy like looked at each other it was really weird uh it was one of those other social moments in my mind that I think about now we looked at each other he has he's like got like 10 belts on him like to each shoulder and one or two across the way so I was like and we looked at each other we almost like went for a hug and then we didn't like last second it was most terrible thing, but I didn't care because I was so like pumped with adrenaline that I just coming back. So yeah, but seeing all that, Edge coming back, Drew winning the Rumble, just the noise as well. Especially, I always remember when uh, Drew eliminated Lesnar when Ricochet gave Lesnar the low blow. As soon as Lesnar went, place erupted, and it's just like, yeah, this is why I love wrestling. Just the reaction you can get from the crowd. Especially because I like the whole thing. Well, Brock eliminated like ten people before Drew came in to boot them over. So like the place was getting angry. Like they were getting frustrated. It's like no, Brock just needs to go now. And then Drew kicked him over. The place erupts. Just love it. Honestly, it's probably easily top three rumbles for me of all time. Top, definitely in top five by for sure. Because uh, I'm, I'm old. 2001 is still my favorite, and because I'm even older, 1992 is probably still in there as well. Yeah. But I was I was two when that came out, so I don't count it as me being old. But I've seen it because yeah, yeah, big nerd. Um, so yeah, it's atmospheres. Then that's perfect for WrestleZone's built on story and atmosphere anyway. So it seemed like it was a company that. Again, this whole this destiny, it's the closest one to you. The 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 message board, what message came up, you could do it, uh, and what have you. So it's 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 all it's all building these, this the story up, and of course, Scotty Swift being a focal point of it, like uh, like the Watcher and in, in Marvel, just watching overall. Yeah, yeah. Um, yep. The, that show in twenty seventeen was that AJ Styles Dean Ambrose in the main event. Uh no, that was AJ Styles versus Jinder. For the title. Ah, right. Okay. I was, I, was, I was trying to remember the last one I went to. It must have been maybe the year before then. It was uh, Ambrose and Styles. That's fine. So our paths don't cross off mm. as often as, as we may think. <laughs> so um, COVID hit. Yes. March 2020. Uh, your debut is, is cancelled. <clears throat> much to disappointment everyone because I was looking to see who was being announced and there was new faces this Winston fella from down south was coming mm. up and Aspen Faith was returning which I was super excited for yes. and then of course you you were making your debut uh, before that when, when the match graphic went up was that just a bit mind-blowing when you saw that you were announced for the the Regal Rumble yeah it was it was really weird but it was, it was amazing because it's like just seeing my face on a WrestleZone kind of poster promotional picture it was like that's when I knew it was like real and it was going to be happening. It was like, yeah, this is happening. Um, which I was, I was, I was happy to, to see because, um, you know, before that I was like, this is happening, but is it happening? And then when that stuff kind of goes out, it's like for Halloween when the graphic went out for the six man, it was like, yeah, okay, this is happening. So yeah, it was one of those real moments for me. For that. Right click, save as, print. Mm -hmm. just... Straight to the phone, straight to the phone and the computer, just saved, yep. Uh, just, just get 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 a, a, get a massive one paint in the background. Just, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So COVID hit then, mm -hmm. everything's cancelled, and there's no wrestling. That's, that's that was pretty much the the, the no, thing. Yeah. yeah, unless you were wanting to stay up and looking looking into a camera and watch the Thunderdome, 
uh, which was hard work, to yeah. be honest. It doesn't sound like it is, but it is. But it is, yeah. Because you end up just staring at a camera for four hours, hoping that, you, and then dipping down every so often so you can see yourself in the background. Mm-hmm. Then you see yourself. By the time you look back up, the camera's passed, so you can't do yeah, anything. It's gone. It's weird. Yep. It's a horror. It, it, I loved it, but it was just awful. So anyway, wrestlers cancelled. Um, what did you do? What did, it was uh, <laughs> I told they were doing like there was some place to do online training, and guys like Andy Wilde was doing online seminars and looking sharp had his dojo so how did you get your wrestling fix going on before you could get back to actual uh training so this is an interesting one for me um wrestlezone was doing like uh kind of online watch alongs and stuff like that um for kind of uh past wrestlezone shows but also like wwe shows and stuff like that like we'd get the the network up and watch kind of old events stuff like that and just go through matches and analyze them and all that sort of stuff and there was other stuff like uh, groups where you can just kind of do exercise at home and sort of that. Um, but for like a good chunk of it, um, I actually wasn't like involved in any of it because in 2020, after lockdown hit, um, obviously 2020 for everyone, completely like crap year. And it was difficult for me. And I actually almost quit wrestling um, during the lockdown because just things were just not going right, obviously, and the lockdown was getting to me, and I just started losing interest in kind of everything, and wrestling was a part of that. It's like, I just, I, I don't want to, because I saw the notices going up and stuff like that, and the kind of invites I was getting from the, the boys to join the watch-along, stuff like that, but I was just so not right at that time, where I was like, I just, I can't do it, and I, I don't want to do it, and I was really close one night to just messaging one of the boys, and just pretty much telling them, like, I can't do this anymore. I don't want to do this. I just, I have to call it there. It's like, I know I was going to be in the Rumble, but, like, I just, I have to stop. Like, this is me. And then I did stop myself, and then I was like, no, I'll just, I'll hang on. And then kind of near the end of, like, the the big lockdown, near the end of the year, we did do some watch-alongs. I did join and end up watching some of the shows and stuff and get talking with the guys again. And training kind of came back in September, and originally I planned to like just not go back for a while, kind of maybe go back in the new year and just get going again. Um, but for some reason, I just kind of picked myself up and forced myself to go back in September. And from there, I was doing some training. And then we went back into another lockdown, I think, if I remember right. And then probably, I just waited. Yeah. And then, yeah, probably. So I, and then I waited again. But it was amazing. I don't know how I stopped myself from quitting, but I did stop myself because I was like, no, I'll just wait and see. Because that's like it was almost like the same as the end of 2019 when I was having those problems, and I was thinking I'm not sure if this is right right for me. And then I went and saw the Rumble, and then that kind of sparked the inspiration again. So I was like, no, I'll, I'll put it off and see if I can kind of get myself back into this. And then eventually I did. But I went back to training in September, and I was getting going again and doing the non-contact training stuff. And then it just stuck in my mind. It's like no. I need to I need to keep going because I was going to make it on a show. I literally, I got to the point where they were giving me the opportunity that I worked hard for. So if I just get back to it and keep going, I can get that again, which eventually I did for Halloween. So yeah. And just 2020 is kind of like a, a good chunk of it. I didn't really do much. I was watching wrestling, but I wasn't like kind of getting involved when I should have been um, kind of near the end of the year. I started getting back in again. And then here we are training again, and we get back get, getting back to shows. So, I mean, I suppose when when you think about it, like you are you've been given this opportunity. This is the bit you've been working so hard for, and then 
this virus thing locks down everything and it, it's very easy just to be not so much bitter towards the world but bitter towards a virus that you no control over and you're and it's shutting down all this stuff and uh, to be fair i mean we're not gonna get into political stuff but generally the government regardless of of your allegiance was awful <laughs> so yeah, yeah. it was they were giving mixed messages so you didn't know if you could do stuff you could do this can you do this oh if i do this can i do that and then your yeah, brain just starts yeah. to turn to mush i mean it's not so bad for someone that's a hermit like i'm quite happy to be in my house right the whole time so it, this has made no effect to me mm. sometimes i'll have like after three weeks i'll be in my in this room i'll be like i need to get out of this town I need to get out of Elgin. Yeah. I need to go somewhere. I don't care where. Yeah. Aberdeen yeah. for a night. I need to do something. But that's been about it. But if you're someone like, if, if you're used to going to training and interacting with people and having a group of people that you're seeing regularly and then that's all gone, of course it's going to affect you mentally. And, yeah. uh, and if there's any outside third party things that are going around as well, it's not going to help. Um, so it's it's been a very much a learning curve for a lot of people, this whole uh, coronavirus rubbish um that but at least you were smart enough to at least know acknowledge that's what was happening and you were able to kind yeah. of pull yourself out and take a little bit of a break from things and and at least your brain kind of stopped you from from uh just going no don't pack up completely just give yeah. yourself some time and you'll be fine yeah when did you find out that halloween hijinks was happening so that was also like just a a couple of weeks or a few weeks before the show um and this time sadly not through source of scotty swift that would have just been like that uh no but i was uh if i'm not on a message i was through like uh messenger i was told like um <clears throat> you're going to be a part of halloween this year and you're going to be part of this like six man match and it was like me mr p and scotty swift versus ryan riley uh william sterling and blue thunder and it was like yep yeah, i love that I'm taking that. And that was also a good moment for me because it was like, I'm so glad I didn't quit because this match is something I 100% want to be a part of. And I'm now happy that these guys have trusted me enough and given me this opportunity to be a part of the show. Because Halloween Hijinks was a really big deal. Obviously, the return show. Um, so everybody was just hyped to see wrestling again, hyped to see WrestleZone back. So for me to be a part of that, especially in the kind of the position I was on the show, um, it's like there was a, a sense of pressure from there because it's like I really want to deliver and I want to make sure people, for the part that I do in the match, I want the people to watch and think, yeah, that was good because I hate to kind of do anything and ruin anything and kind of show that I'm not ready. But I had been training and working to get back to speed. So when I was told that I'm getting that position on Halloween, it was it was good for me because I was thinking, yes, I've worked, I've continued to work and rebuild after all this madness in 2020, and it's paid off. I've gotten back a position on a show, and I'm good to get going. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there must be a little bit more pressure on, but like you're saying, for that particular match as well, because um, I don't know about I know for myself and for for uh, others that I know that were going to the show. Again, uh, destiny, I shouldn't have been going and circumstances happened, which yep. meant I could go. And I was like, yes. as yep. soon as I bought a ticket two days later, it sold out. I was like, oh God, this is, this has to be happening. Yep. Anyway, but yeah, so the match you're in though, like I said, Scotty Swift and Mr. P. And these are two of the most like beloved characters in WrestleZone. Uh, like, 
just the sheer waiting for their entrance because I was wondering when their match is going to be because because again because I've watched this for so long I think oh they're going to do it uh, just after the break so you get the big reaction for the second half and I think it was like last second last match or something like that um, and to to see these guys come out and react to the crowd for the first time in twenty months or however long it's been uh, was just seeing the motion uh, just range for everyone and and for guys like William Sterling and Blue Thunder who are who've been there since pretty much day one or, or day one in case of definitely for William Sterling at least I'm sure Blue Thunder has been hanging about since day one as well yeah. Yeah. Um, and a younger guy like Ryan Riley it's it's like again I've used the phrase perfect slice of whatever that seems to be my go-to phrase recently but that's that's your perfect slice of wrestles on in that match because you got the established guys you got the younger guys that are there now and you've got yourself who's just brand new and the crowds like you say were up for wrestling they wanted to see it and was was there was i mean you put pressure on yourself anyway of course because it's your first match but was there uh any niggling thought at back in mind going will they like me will they will they accept me uh, was, was there anything like that when you were just about to make an entrance a hundred percent yeah um like thinking backstage i was like right this is big it's like i really hope that i just go out there and i can get that reaction that i need to get from them um so that was like a panic in my mind like throughout the night just anticipating the match coming up it's like i just really hope that the crowd can take to me and i can get the reaction i need to get um i thought that maybe i'd kind of have um a, a little easier time kind of getting that because I was going into this match against three opponents who are like just you know like compared to my height just really tall so i was hoping kind of i go out and people go this guy is absolutely tiny it's like what is he going to do when he gets in there he'll just get crushed he'll just get destroyed so i was hoping the whole kind of idea is i step at the curtain and people see me and it's like okay it's, wow and then i go in and then when i do my thing people then go oh so that's what you can do it's like we first saw him and thought, you know, get destroyed. And then when he goes and does that, it's like, yeah, that's good. So there was definitely panic trying to get the crowd to get with me a bit. But um, I do think that kind of little aspect helped with it 100%. Did you find that being that you've been to shows for <clears throat> five or six years, if we count start 2020, but go to shows for six years that you were kind of able to, you know, what? WrestleZone fans like because you see guys from imports, uh, imported talent, or guys from outside of, of WrestleZone coming up, and they they take a little bit to adjust to a crowd like the WrestleZone crowd. But mm. did you find that was like I know what they like? They like big characters. They like underdogs. They like just showing that you're you're enjoying being there. Did you find that was helpful? A hundred percent. Yeah, just from going to the shows for all these years and seeing what they like and don't like, and uh, yeah, I think it helped me because it gave me an idea of what I needed to do and be when I was out there. Um, the whole kind of they love an underdog thing is like, this is perfect for me. I'm just this small guy, the new guy going in, underdog, what can he do? And then just try my best to deliver. So that's kind of what was in my mind for what I was doing. It's like, I just need to kind of stick with this because I know they like this. And uh, yeah, that was kind of the plan going into it. So it definitely helps knowing what they've liked for the few years I've been there. Um, the match itself, of course, uh, you, you've got loads of moments to shine, and uh, it's it's great seeing. I, when, when I'm watching it, of course, because I've watched wrestling for so long now that at some points I can be a bit jaded, and I can see the 
the bits underneath the the how it workings and all that kind of stuff. And I don't I don't mean to, but it's a logical brain thing of going, oh, that's yeah. how they've done that. That's how they do this. So I use I use Kelly as my my uh, barometer for is it good or not because yeah. she'll tell me if it's me. Uh, so because I'll, I'll just go oh but they did this because this little story point from three months ago she'll look going no that was rubbish don't that's that's just rubbish to look at yeah um so she loved it so she loved your match <laughs> that's that's one thing but when yes. she when you came out she was like she he can't wrestle these guys they're huge <laughs> yeah yeah that's what i was hoping for yes yes <laughs> so, <laughs> but i didn't appreciate again when we went back to the start like seeing guys like chavo guerrero and billy gunn and seeing them going oh my god these guys are huge you don't appreciate how big scotty and mr pr and then you don't appreciate how big your opponents are because i've got a picture next to scotty and i'm 5'10 yeah he's huge next yeah. to me yeah so it's like you you, you only look smaller because everyone around you is humongous. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, like I said, she, she she'd said she loved it because it showed everyone was on the same team. It wasn't like because you were new, they were gonna maybe take some slight dig, digs at you or or uh, try and throw you in the deep end or anything. I mean, they did because they gave you loads of spots and moments, but they weren't yeah. like throwing you without a paddle. Yeah. So. Uh, when when that match was was happening and you were get hearing the crowd still, we're just all in on Evan Young. Uh, was that just your confidence? Just the shy person that was bef- just before you entered the ring or went through the curtain? Was that guy getting just slowly, slowly shattered as you were getting this confidence uh, coming yeah. through? Yeah, he just kind of disappeared at some point because uh, all this like. I liked it. I was nervous 100% because everybody's nervous before, especially a debut like, like that. So it's like, but kind of backstage, I was going in and out of like, I'm nervous. And then I was like, I'm kind of calm. And it was weird. And then like, I was working in my way, like around the, like through the backstage area to get to the curtain. And I remember getting to the curtain. And um, before I went out, Scott just turns to me and just goes, just enjoy it. So I was like, okay. So like, yes, stand at the curtain getting ready. I looked to my left. I think I spotted you when I looked to the left for a brief second because there's like a little oh, gap but... between the curtain. So I looked, I was like, oh, the, they can see me. So I was like, okay, I'll look around, I'll look this way. And then uh, I just chose a time. Then when I, and I need to get that initial burst of energy out of me. So that, I think I screamed like Northern Hotel or something like that. I just had to get something out of me. So I screamed that and then just walked around. And as soon as I got in the ring, the match started. I think just the Evan chant started going, which was an insane experience to actually experience that just confidence skyrocketed adrenaline skyrocketed and then the rest of the match went on and like I tried my best to take moments to just kind of look around and absorb it all but the whole match kind of felt like a weird dream sequence for me it's like I'm trying like trying to remember back to it it's like I I can't even remember like a lot of it um but yeah it's just all kind of because I was so focused on what I was doing. Also, it was really warm in there. I noticed, like, I was, was, I was fine. The heater was on. Yeah. The heat <laughs> on behind us. I was, I was fine backstage because it's all kind of chill and stuff like that. And then I go, I go through and I'm in the match. I'm not even, the match hasn't even started. I'm in the ring. I'm sweating. I'm like, it's roasting this ring. But uh, yeah, just once it felt like a dream. So when it was over, and it felt like it was, it was over in a snap, it literally felt it was like over in like two minutes, but it wasn't. Um, but yeah, I definitely tried my best to take the moments to just kind of relax, look around, take in everything that the audience has given me. And uh, yeah, it was just really special from them. I was spotting, spotting uh, seats in the crowd thinking, I sat there three years ago. I sat I there. I sat, I sat yeah, there to watch I, this. 
because I've sat around different places in the Northern. Um, so I was looking around and I was thinking a few years ago, I was just sitting there watching the guys do their thing. And now I'm in here. It's just weird because it's a different view, obviously, from being in the ring. And I also had my own, um, I had family and friends attending to watch. Uh, so they had, they kind of like at the front, they had, I, you know, like I can't even describe like where they were. It's like from the, you know, how you've got the, the bar at the back and then it's like the line mm-hmm. and there's like yeah. two. They're at one of the, those rows at the very front and they took up a little bit. So that was my little Evan section that I had there. And um, I remember looking at them because I didn't expect them all to be in the same area. I thought like they'd be kind of scattered around, but no, they're all in the same area. So I remember I took a moment just to kind of look at them and be like, yep, I'm ready to go and I'm ready to show you guys. what Because my family, like, I haven't seen much of what I've actually done. So when I went and done all the things I did in the ring, they were like, wow, didn't know he could do that, especially because I'm quite a quiet person, stuff like that. I don't tend to talk too much. So when I've been over like family gatherings, I'm like kind of, I'm not, I'm not too talk. So it's like, they're like, they didn't expect it from me. So it's good to get talk to them afterwards as well. Cause they're like, I did not know you could do that and had that in you. So I was like, yeah, but but yeah, it was good seeing that. Uh, did you know that you were going to get the, well? Not that you didn't know you were going to get the standing ovation because that would be very, very uh, cocky to go out and go. We'll have the yeah, match yeah. and I'll get a standing ovation. <laughs> yeah. But uh, but did you know that that uh, Scotty and, and and Mr P were just going to just just leave you to it? Did they did they kind of go to you just have your moment and leave, or did they leave and you turned around and they were gone? I, I had no clue they're going to do that. I had absolutely no idea. And then because I remember I was still like just in shock of what just happened and how the place was reacting to it. And then I think I went up like to the turnbuckle and I was just like um, clapping and stuff like that. And I come down and then I turn to Scott and he gives, he gives like a fist bump and he's like, he's like, this moment's yours, just enjoy it. And then him and Mr. P leave the ring. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> but then I, I was very quickly, well, I was very quickly over that. I was like, oh, I'm in the ring by myself here. But then I kind of got and I was still in my wrestling mode. So it's like, right, just take this moment and then that's when like it all kind of hit me it's like i've really just been a part of this and this is amazing and then i walked around the ring a bit and then i kind of exited but I, I loved that they did that and i'm like really grateful that they kind of gave me that moment just to take it all in and hear the place just one last time before i get out and go back through the curtain um but that's when i felt like i'd made it and i'd done something good like it's felt like this is a good moment for me to have and that can never get taken away from me. Just to stand there in the center of the ring and just look around and see everyone and just hear it all and then just leave. It was just, yeah. I'm forever grateful that they gave me that moment. It was a nice class of way to, to finish up as well. Because, I, I mean, I suppose maybe a moment in your head, think, oh, what, what, if I, what if I dropped to my knees and then bow to people? And then afterwards you'd be like going, that was a stupid idea. Like, why did I do you, that? Yeah, yeah at least you t- just, just took the moment in and that's all you needed to do. Because, uh, yeah, anything else, anything more elaborate, either would have went wrong and something would have happened or you would have looked back and gone, should have done that. That yeah. should have been the last thing I should have done. Yeah. The old Shawn Michaels drop the knees. And, and... <laughs> yeah. Um, uh. So after the match, uh, was is not that you came out going, oh, this wrestling stuff's easy, but was was that just your, that was it? Your confidence was high? You think, right, that's it, this is worth all that time. I think you kind of touched on it anyway, saying that, that was that was worth waiting, worth, worth all the hardship moments and the dips in mental health, maybe. It was all worth it just for that moment. Yeah, going, going through the curtain and just seeing everyone, it was uh, just realisation. There was just kind of like hugs all around, just like talking to everybody. I, t- I spoke to everyone as much as I could afterwards and stuff like that. 
and just all the feedback I was getting. And it's just, I took a moment to myself just to sit there and think like from the time I started training at 14 years old to getting to the point where I was going to make my debut in the rumble at 16 years old and then COVID taking that away from me. And then me getting to such a state where I was going to stop everything and then eventually getting to make my debut at Halloween hijinks at 17 years old, just, I was so happy with myself that I didn't stop and everything has been worth it. All the training, every time I go in, it's just working to get better and just make everything good. So yeah, just, it was worth it. It was hundred percent worth it. And I'm so glad I didn't stop and I'm very happy to be a part of the team now and just see where I get going. So of course, this episode will come out after the the, the training academy show, but it'll be on Patreon. So if if yeah. you know what your match is having, we're not going to spoil it, unfortunately. Uh, for those that are listening, hoping for a scoop. Uh, so you, you might have had your second match by that point. I'm thinking if it's a training academy show, you probably will. But uh, going forward, there'll be Christmas chaos, and then and then uh, might be the maybe not the whole range of two shows a month again, but certainly on its way back to recovery and 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 getting into that. Uh, so I'll go back to Callum's questions that he sent us. He's put, with you still being very young, pardon the pun, uh, in the game, what do you hope to achieve? That's a good question. I just, right now, because um, I've always, I have thought about this a few times, like where do I really want to go with this all? Um, right now, I'm happy just kind of doing my own thing in WrestleZone and just do, doing as much as I can there. And um, I am keen at some point if I get to work other places as well and just see how far I can go and how much traveling I can do and, and stuff like that. Um, right now, obviously just debut to WrestleZone, just want to do, do some time in WrestleZone, get to work around with as much people as I can and stuff like that and see what I can achieve in there. Cause there's so much in WrestleZone that I would like to achieve and, you know, be a part of. And I've got a list of like all the venues and stuff that I want to work at and, you know, when you get into like titles and stuff, that's just, that's just like personal. Like I've always wanted to be a champion sort of thing, but that's just like little things like that. So there's so much in, in WrestleZone that I want to be a part of and get done. And then if offers come around at a later time, then I will definitely take them into consideration and just see where I go from there. But right now I'm kind of focused fully on my WrestleZone stuff. And kind of payback uh, at least the, the three years they've, they've spent uh, guiding you to get to that position. You're like, no, I need to establish myself there, and then, and then I can look elsewhere to to uh, supplement the wrestling at the same time. So yeah, because like it's like it's like no matter it's like no matter how far I go and where I end up working, it's like WrestleZone will forever be my home because it's where I started training. I've gone to know all the guys. It's a great team of folk. They're just fantastic. So it's like this, they will always be my home. I can always go back to them. And be a part of that. So yeah, WrestleZone just yeah. At least you've ticked off one of the, the big ones for WrestleZone, a, a Northern Hotel show. Yeah, and, that uh, was the big one. Yeah. Next, next is Anarchy. So again, Colin's questions because he's 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 did most of my work here. Uh, he's put if you could pick your opponent for Anarchy, who would it be and why? So it could be anyone if they bring in a talent, if they, anyone uh, in the UK or elsewhere. It's your fancy. Who are you facing? Oh, that's an insane! All right, I would say this is this is difficult. Oh God, because I was thinking just like uh, a WrestleZone kind of maybe a dream match, but no. If it was to bring, it was if it was like to bring someone over. I would say probably either 
Park or Rey Mysterio, because obviously Park came and had a match with Zack Dynamite, which was great. And I was sitting there front row to see that. That was insane when I met him as well. Uh, so him, you, I'd, love, I'd love to have a match with Park. Uh, but also, if we got Ray over somehow, I think just because of the way we are, I think we could do something decent with that. Yeah, absolutely. I can, I can see that. Ray would be a. I mean, of course, he's he's got his WWE stuff, uh, and uh, yeah. it would be. I think it would be hard hard pressed to get him out of that now because I think he seems to be quite <clears> comfortable with with uh, Dominic and and Mysterio and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But he, he seems like a guy just perfect for a big. Sh- if there's any guest outside of like The Rock, Steve Austin, at the time I always thought WrestleZone get them in the ACC. Of course, it's not there anymore. But if yeah. you're going to like fill a big venue. Mysterio would probably be the perfect guy just because oh, yeah. the mask, yeah. kids, he's amazing. Yeah, plenty of guys for him to face. That you probably, unfortunately, been a a, a a big queue trying to get your justify why should I face Rey Mysterio? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Abby else would be going, No, I should face Rey Mysterio. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but you know, he, he would be, yeah, he'd be one of the guys that would definitely, um, if, if I was a millionaire, I would uh, I'd put on a wrestling show and just get Rey Mysterio over and. Just do one. I wouldn't do five star wrestling. I wouldn't set up a tour on in arenas. I'm not an idiot. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, that, that, that's my thought, not Evans. Yeah. In case Dan exactly. somehow was watching <laughs> and wants to set up another show. Uh, so well, we'll go through my, my my silly questions and then we'll we'll kind of wrap up because we've, yeah, cool. we've we've done pretty well. We've, I didn't think we'd we'd hit an hour. We st- we just got to your first match. Like, yes. Yeah. Which just shows that you've got a fascinating story to go through. So, two questions we ask everyone. I'm sure you know them by now. First up, what's your favourite dinosaur? Favourite dinosaur? I'm gonna have to say, and I have, I honestly, I don't have a reason behind this. I'm not, I'm not like a dinosaur guy. I'm sorry to everyone who loves dinosaurs. I just have to say, like a pterodactyl. I think they're cool. It's like I'm not a big dinosaur guy. Like I get, like I said, but like just pterodactyl. Just why not? You know, speaking of uh, of like destiny and what have you, I went into Tesco today this this mm-hmm. actual morning and uh, went in. I always check the pops because yeah, you know, I oh, love them. Yeah, and uh, I came out with with uh, one I've been waiting for since my birthday when I spotted it. A little dino pool. Oh, dino pool! <laughs> as soon as I saw it, I was like, I've got a, I've got a recording today, and I've spotted a dinosaur pop. Yeah, I've, that's I've happened. Got my, I've got my own little collection. I've only got about like. Eight of them or something like that. I've got. Oh, this is lockdown, uh, unfortunately. Lockdown. <laughs> got some Marvel ones. I, I played Destiny quite a lot. Destiny one, so I've got some the uh, Destiny Funko Pops and some other kind of musical artist uh, Funko Pops. And I've got a Kevin Owens one, but it's, he's he's gone. I don't know where he actually went. I got this at a oh, wrestles one show. That's actually weird because I've got one out of the box. There he is. <laughs> there he is. Yeah. Well, I've got I've got a box of a Kevin Owens, but I did get this at a wrestles one show, and I can't remember which one. But I did, yeah. So I've got a small collection. But once I start getting some more money, I will definitely build a whole setup and I'll get oh, them in the back. So it's, yeah, it's it's a terrible thing to start. I mean, oh. the, belt, the belts <laughs> that I had I had before a lot yeah. younger when I had disposable income. But the the uh, the pops, it's, it's pops like, are dangerous for money. Like I'm, yeah, I'm not even going anywhere. I start when when you go back to the first episodes of the, of the podcast. I've got maybe eight, maybe eight, not even that. I think I had four, three of them were out of the box, and. This has happened, and yeah. it's just that's, that's not good. Um, so, another question we ask: What would win the fight, two sheep or one cow? Oh, I've thought about this question, and um, I just have to go with the cow. And it's like I don't know the whole debate behind it. Like I haven't heard others' opinions. I need to go out and kind of get opinions from other people. But I just think a cow. Like if 
the chances are if these two sheep try to take down this cow if the cow fell over hopefully it'd crush one of the sheep and then like kind of you know get rid of it that way i don't know i just think a cow could handicap match uh to two sheep i just think yeah i'd like to see it i'd like to see it happen but you know what? it's gonna have to happen one day and uh oh, yeah. I'll, I'm, hopefully i'll be there for it yeah um <laughs> That's a weird way to end up. So, right. But no, that's, that seems like a good way to end. Uh, but is there anyone in wrestling particularly you want to get in the ring with? Because, of course, you've you've got Thunder Buddies and, and Ryan Riley. You've, you've had a little bit with them, and I'm sure that'll continue a little bit as, as well because you, you're able to pin William Sterling. But is there anyone uh, particularly in WrestleZone that you're thinking you could, I could have an amazing match with? I'm thinking Caleb, of course. Cause yeah, I was, that was in my mind. I was thinking I'd like to do some stuff with Caleb if possible. Um, the other members of the Foundation of the Future, Bradley and uh, or Bruiser Brad and uh, Zach Dynamite, and I'd also just like to do maybe the, the outfit. Definitely keen to maybe get some of them, but yeah, that and then Caleb. I think me and Caleb could put on something special, just like David versus Goliath. Just it'd be great. I think. Absolutely, yeah. There's, there's like you're saying, there's plenty plenty of of things you can do in wrestling before you even uh, start trying to vent, thinking about venturing out out with it because all those guys and, and that's just that's just the the bad guys so to speak you're not even thinking of an exhibition with scotty yeah, uh, if, yeah. if you decide to go to the dark side at any point and and you want to to take on your the first the, the man that opened yeah, literally the, opened the, the, the door coach. for you yeah that would be it that would be something like oh god uh, but no, that's, that's been a fantastic chat. I, I've I've learned a lot. Like I say, when when we started, I thought I'll be an hour. We do have a lot to speak about, and here we are, over an hour later, yeah. and we've we've, uh, we've we've covered. I'm sure there's plenty we could cover, uh, but I know you've got work soon, so I'm just gonna <laughs> we'll kind of I'll draw it in now. Yeah. Uh, so where can people find you on social media? So uh, social media wise, Twitter is probably the best place for me social media wise, which is uh, Evan Young WrestleZone. The E and the Y. And the W and the Z are all capital. And then uh, Facebook, I actually just set up an Evan Young Facebook page. So um, I'll get that shared around for people to see. And I need to make myself something for Instagram at some point. You know, it's like, I'm not the biggest social media guy, but it's like, I'll do it to kind of promote the wrestling stuff. So yeah, I'll set that up. But Twitter and Facebook are probably the best places to kind of find me at at the moment. Excellent. Well, I'll go, unless I've already liked it already, I'll go find your Facebook uh, after recording as well. Uh, but no, thank you very much for for taking the time to speak to me today. And and like I say it's a bit weird because you've you've literally had one match, and literally the day after yeah. I was like, do I do I do a podcast? <laughs> do I do a podcast? Uh, so I'm I'm so glad that we were able to to get this in, and uh, I can't wait to see. So I'm hoping I'm hoping to get to Christmas Chaos. Uh, I don't, it's sold out in the Train Academy, so definitely get to that. But hopefully I'll be at Chaos, and uh, we'll see the next chapter of of Evan Young. We'll see where I go. We'll see where I go. Excellent. Thank you very much. Thank you very much for having me on. Appreciate it.